Welcome to the Attorney Marketing Institute podcast. This is the podcast where you learn simple but effective ways to grow your law practice in just one hour a week. That's right. This is not your grandfather's podcast, and we're not talking about your grandfather's marketing. We're talking about 21st century law firm marketing. Let's do it. Hey everybody, this is Nick Pavlidis, and thank you so much for being here for another episode of the Attorney Marketing Institute podcast. I'm so excited to be back behind the mic after the new year. Remember, because of the the Monday holiday for new year, we're doing Wednesday this week. Maybe we'll do that on Monday holiday weeks to just... I guess mix it up a little bit and to get you during your commute time so you don't miss an episode. If you don't, if you want to make sure you get every episode, make sure you hit subscribe if you're in iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever or your own uh, other podcasting app. If you hit subscribe, they'll automatically come to your phone. So, don't, you don't have to worry too much about it, but this way we keep you on track and we keep you getting great content throughout the year. So we're going to have an episode today. We're going to have an episode on Monday. Before I get into the content today, we're going to be talking about networking and how to make networking better, easier, more effective, and really a, a good use of your time as opposed to a waste of time. Most networking is a waste of time. So we're going to talk about some categories. We're going to go through just the networking part of it in this episode. There are some things that we dig a little deeper in there, and we've talked about some of those topics on other episodes. So I'll refer you to them so you can go deep in those topics because otherwise we will be here for hours, which is okay because I love it, but I want to respect your time. If you want to go really in deep, I'm building this out into a full course on the Attorney Marketing Institute. Institute Academy at attorneymarketinginstitute.com slash academy. Remember, if you're one of the first hundred people over there, you can use the discount code podcast to get $250 per month off for as long as you're an active member. That's over 50% off if you want to get over there. We have one and a half courses live, how to set really achievable people-focused goals, practice-focused goals, all these things that'll really help you rock your goals for your practice over the next 12 months and beyond. And also we're building up that content for our social media for lawyers course. So that's the beginning of it's all over there. There's about half of it there and I'm adding new content. We're going to add this networking course. We're going to add a conferences course. We're adding a whole bunch of really cool stuff there, but let's dig deep. I'm not holding back the content. I'm just going through in usable bites for you for a podcast format. So here we go. How to get your networking to be more effective for you in the new year. A lot of people look for networking groups or if they can't find one, they just get frustrated at the beginning of the year because this is the time where you start focusing. All right, I'm going to start building it. I know I quote have to network. First of all, networking. Net, the 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 idea of networking is so frustrating to me because many people, it's one of those things where you have this one definition that has consumed the networking world and it gives you a bad taste in your mouth. Just like not all lawyers are made equally, all networking is not made or created equally. So networking, just like everything we talk about on the podcast, networking is custom. It needs to be custom for you. So there are a few steps to get to be able to pick the right networking group and do it the right way to meet the right people for you to build the right practice for you. Notice the right, the right, the right, the right. There's no right or wrong in general, but there is a right or wrong 
individually. So let's walk through the elements for you. And then I'm going to share a couple of things. I'll share my networking group that I am involved in currently. And also um, the one that I did when I was in New York City. So for the folks listening out of New York City, it's a great networking group if you're looking to meet people like I, who I was looking to meet. But they're not, there's all these groups like BNI and um, local small business associations, stuff like that. They're all very helpful for a lot of people. They're all, they're all unique in a little, in their own way. So they're all great for some people and they're all, yes, all of them are not good for some people. So how do you find your networking group? And because networking groups vary all across the world, I can't necessarily give you the five groups to choose from because they won't be there. So you got to do it. And same thing with your practice. You're looking for different people. You look at your, have different personality and you can't, it's not any one size fits all, just like marketing is not one size fits all. So, all right. So number one, the question before you go into finding a networking group, it's who do you want to meet? Remember we did the episode about three people you need to meet to reliably grow your law practice. We're talking about your prospects, your influencers, and your gatekeepers. All your points of networking, just like everything we do with marketing, it is to position you in front of the people you need to meet to find more prospects, to meet more influencers or build more relationships with them. And the same thing with gatekeepers. So we're talking about who are the prospects, influencers, gatekeepers. Remember, we use the PIG acronym. You got the PIGs, you got the bacon. You bring home the bacon. So I don't like that. I Every time I say that acronym, I know it sticks. So I'm going to repeat it and I'm going to say it, but it makes me so uncomfortable. Um, but anyhow, so the PIGs, who are the prospects, influencers, and gatekeepers that you want to meet. Remember, all of this stuff is to connect you with these people. So we can talk, if you want to go deeper into that, there are four people who are really important to your law practice who don't work with you, your prospects, your influencers, your gatekeepers, and of course, your clients. You serve your clients well, they will become your influencers or your gatekeepers. They will become your future prospects for future work, even though they're already uh, clients. So it all boils down to prospects, influencers, influencers and gatekeepers. And if you could turn your clients because you do great work and you're honest about it and you're on time every time and all that stuff, they will become your influencers or gatekeepers moving forward and prospects. So we focus on those three terms, clients, everyone knows you serve them well, they serve you well. So let's get into the prospects, influencers, gatekeepers. Where do they hang out in groups? Forget where, again, remember, we're not talking about networking groups just yet. We still haven't looked uh, at networking groups because we may create our own networking groups depending on where this process goes. And that, that doesn't mean organizing some big important thing, but just to go to something, to participate in something that isn't the quote unquote networking group, but it's a place you go for networking. You can go to an after hours party for networking. You can go, if that's where your prospect influences the gatekeepers hang out, you can go to a, um, a happy hour for networking. If that is where your prospects, influencers, and gatekeepers hang out. Networking, I don't want you to be in that box of what people have convinced you networking is, or that networking has to be some formal process. Networking is just a process. It's a setup, not formal necessarily, but it's a setup for you to meet prospects, influencers, and gatekeepers. That's all it is. I met a great client at a Super Bowl party. Why? I didn't go there to network it. And this isn't some big always be selling or always be closing uh, diatribe here. This is just the mindset 
I want you to I want you to back away from your law practice at times and close your brain down so you're not constantly thinking about it. I don't want it to be always be closing, but I do want you to always be presenting yourself when you go to places where you know there will be people who you don't know or there will be prospects, influencers, gatekeepers there, and then go there in a way that positions you to make that connection with them, even if you don't make a connection, a good connection with them, even if you don't mention a word about your practice. So networking is about building relationships with the right people. So you can go back and listen to the episode, the three types of people you need to meet, the three people you need to meet to grow your law practice. And now we're talking about what do the prospects, influencers, and gatekeepers think about the people they either hire or they quote, or they refer to their clients. And then that's where you position yourself. If you're a big corporate lawyer and you show up someplace in a hoodie and ripped jeans, then it's not going to be an effective networking situation for you. You would always wear something nice, who wear something that positions you to connect with these people. If you're in the music industry, you probably don't necessarily, you probably won't wear a three-piece suit everywhere you go. Um, but you may do it some places or you may have a more fashion focused suit than the traditional lawyer suit or something like that. So the point is networking is really, it's almost a state of mind. So you're looking for the places where your prospects, influencers, or gatekeepers hang out in groups. Where do they hang out with groups? If you want to represent athletes, then you might look for um, you might look for some facilities, training facilities in your area. You might look for groups, collegiate athletes, coach associations, things like that. You look for where your prospects, your influencers, and your gatekeepers hang out in groups. You can check meetup.com. You can ask around even of your current clients. Hey, where do you get together? Where did you guys, are you part of an association? Where do you meet other people like you? Do you hang out? Do you, you get together? Do you do Spartan races? Do you, what do you do? Trade industry groups. So if you are focused on a specific industry, especially for those of us who are transitioning our practices. Like I always use an example of a real estate lawyer and wanting to transition into entertainment law, or I often use that. So if you're a real estate lawyer, you want to transition into entertainment law. One of the um, easier or simpler ways to transition is to use what you're currently doing for a different industry. So you have real estate law, you might focus on real estate law for entertainment companies as a way to start building relationships with the entertainment entertainment industry. So if you're looking to apply, you can sell what you're currently doing to a different group of people as one step over a long period without killing your golden goose over a longer period of baby steps towards transition your practice. So if five years from now or four years from now, two years from now, or 10 years from now, you can be practicing in the area you love with the people you love, that's pretty awesome. And especially compared to the sometimes bleak outlook of looking ahead 30 years in a calendar going, my goodness, am I going to be doing this for three decades? I hate this. I hate everything about it or whatever. So I want you to think about this. Okay. Forget about networking groups. There are some good formal networking groups. We'll get to that. But that's not the only way. That's not the only way to network. Networking, just getting with the people you want to get with. And so the influencers, prospects, and gatekeepers. So ask around trade industry groups. So for the the real estate lawyer looking to transition into entertainment law, they might look for entertainment meetups. They might look for entertainers meetups. They might look for open mic nights if you're a small firm lawyer with more of a startup type of mentality or something like that. They can look to all these different places just to meet the right people and then position yourselves 
if it comes up when people say, what do you do or who are you or something like that, don't go in there just with your elevator pitches, ready to blurt them out at the first person who will listen. We'll talk a little bit about that later and what to do when you're there. But, um, we, uh, I want you to just get in the room. I just want you to find where they hang out. So be where your prospects, influencers, and gatekeepers are. I don't care if you don't subscribe or you don't participate in a single networking group. If this if, if you can't find one that doesn't fit the boxes of being uh, a prospect attended, influencer attended, or gatekeeper attended group, I would much rather you skip the formal networking situations and just be where your prospects, influencers, and gatekeepers are physically. And this can even be online. You can network online. There's nothing faster, more effective, deeper, uh, stronger than a connection made in person. But I have made a lot of connections online, even on the podcast. Podcast, you can hear my voice. You can hear my excitement about these topics. So I do make great connections online with video and my courses and stuff like that. You can do it. But I didn't start out with that. I started out. In fact, all of my clients, not all of my clients, most of my clients are farther than 50 miles from where I live. In fact, all but a couple are farther than 50 miles from where I live. So I've got clients all over the United States and even in other countries, and we've made those connections many times online. I've deepened those connections. There's one of my clients in Jamaica. I deepened the connection with her when we met at a conference here in the United States. And after that, she was, she she was like, I didn't realize this is what you're doing. I want to hire you. So we, we've been working together ever since, and it's a great relationship. But, and, but listen to the, the, the key metric there. The key um, event was meeting her in person. That's what really did it. So I do want to encourage you to get out. Start doing some networking online. Fine. You can go to Facebook groups and things like that. So if you can't find somewhere local where your, your prospects, influencers, gatekeepers hang out in groups, try online. Meetup.com is sort of a happy medium where people go online to, to, um, to connect offline, but you can go to Facebook groups around your industry and, and you can go to LinkedIn groups around your industry. You could subscribe to things, to, um, to some membership sites or, or depending on who, uh, what you're, who you're looking to meet, but prospects, influencers, gatekeepers, ask yourself that question. Where are my prospects, influencers, and gatekeepers? Ideally, if you can get there in person, they'll look in your eye, they'll shake your hand. You can make some good conversation with them and then you can uh, make a faster connection. If it's online, they just see a little picture of you and they might get some helpful information for you. Totally doable, but not as easy. So where do they hang out? Number one, number two, um, how do you get there? What type of networking event do you need for yourself? So how do you get to meet with those people? Sometimes it is, uh, there's only one or two options. So you go there, you go, if you're, if you're kind of an introvert, you can totally find a formal networking group that fits your personality. So remember, we want to meet prospects, influencers, and gatekeepers. We can look around, especially if you're in a big metropolitan area or close by, you can find many networking groups. The ones that are more structured might be more conducive to an introvert personality. There's one in New York City called Network Network. It's at networknetwork.net. I actually was a member of theirs for years while I was in New York City, and it was a great, great group. My number one source, really, for referrals that were not uh, personal connections of mine. 
So it's a great business to business networking group. And when I moved to Boston, I reached out and said, is there anything like that? They said, no. So I said, well, I'm starting a, the Boston group. So now we have a very small Boston group. So if you're in the Boston or New York area, especially if you are a, um, if you are a, uh, an introvert or if you're just looking for a business to business networking group, reach out, Nick at Attorney Marketing Institute. You know, I'm happy to make an introduction to the New York folks. They have meetings in New Jersey. Uh, they have meetings, I believe, in Long Island. So anyhow, so that's a very structured group where they go around the room a couple of times and help you make the connections you need. Everyone just gets five minutes around the room and um, talk about one thing and the 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 facilitator, Dave Bressler in New York for most of the events and, and me in Boston will sort of interview you to make it easier. So you're answering questions about yourself. Who do you want to meet and things like that? So, um, introverts can be really great, uh, or, or these types of structured networking groups can be really great for in, introverts, especially if they're low pressure. Um, and then by low pressure, I mean, some networking groups are really big on, you need to give four referrals. And, and that to me just seems a little, it's not my comfort zone because I don't want to force a referral. I want the relationship to earn the referral. And I don't know enough about the, um, about the specific groups, all the specific groups in the world, but the ones that are really, really just hammering networking groups, they have good or hammering, uh, referrals. They have Probably good intentions because they want people to leave with referrals, uh, but I, it's just not, it's not my personality. So that's part of this process. What I don't want to go to a group that forces connections. I want to go to a group where the connections come naturally because of who the people are in the room and the types of people they're looking to meet. So it's just a natural, oh my goodness, I know the perfect person for you to meet. I want to make a connection as opposed to, all right, I got to make three connections or five connections or whatever it is. So what type of networking event do you need to match your personality? Do you need to be have a drink in your hand and have a uh, one glass of wine or something, not five glasses of wine, but do you need to have one glass of wine to loosen you up a little bit? Do you need to have a um, breakfast, some food to sort of keep your hands busy or something like that? So maybe you go to a breakfast meeting. Where do you feel most comfortable? That's really important. If you don't feel comfortable, I love the 8 a.m. hour. The more I can do between 8 and 10 a.m., the more I just get lit up with excitement because I believe the people who will wake up and get out of bed earlier, who get to the city, sometimes with an hour or half an hour or longer commute to meet people, whether it's for a breakfast meeting or for a networking type meeting, those people are motivated. So I always encourage people to network with other networkers, people who really take networking seriously. If you're looking for a formal group and it's just one, it's just a collection of people that aren't necessarily closely aligned with your prospects, influencers, and gatekeepers, but are kind of aligned with it. And it's informal and it's at, um, I don't know, three in the afternoon or two in the afternoon or 10 at night or something like that. And people are just trying to get out of work early, or they're just trying to uh, have a, a cool night out. Yeah, it can work if you do all the other stuff there. But if we're trying to focus on getting the maximum effect of your time, I want the room to be full of prospects, influencers, and or gatekeepers. If it's all three, that's great because then you start meeting people. You have some more conversations. You're able to make connections for people within the group. When you meet someone who's a prospect and then you meet someone who's a gatekeeper, like a CPA, for example, and you then meet the prospect and say, you know what? Have you met Jill? Jill's uh, a CPA. She helps people just like you. If you, these, if you have questions for her, she might be a great connection for you. Let me make that connection because then you just became useful. You just became a connector for two people in the room. They're going to appreciate you. So 
Um, so who are the people you want to meet? Where do they hang out with groups? Look around. Which ones of those fit your personality, fit how what will get you there? I'd rather you go to a less perfect group that gets you to shine than a better group where you just won't want to go. You'll skip a meeting. You won't feel your, you won't be comfortable there. Um, so you won't be your best and you might just be boring or whatever. So I really want you not to forget about your personality. So everything we want to do is designed to make marketing more comfortable, even fun, um, and to connect you with the right people for where you want to go, not just to get more of what you already have. So a great example is if you find a softball league for your prospects, influencers, and gatekeepers, that's great. If you love softball, you get there, you're, you're, you're having natural conversation, you're getting to know each other, you're building stuff out of the team, your softball league, especially if you're started, you have conversations with people as they stand on the base, if you're playing first base or catching or something like that, and people walking up to the, to the mound or playing soccer or something like that, build relationships with the right people. What groups of people can you go and build great relationships with where you love what you're doing, you love how you're doing it. So don't worry about too, too structured. Um, it can really be anything if there's not perfect, like a lawyer's league, basketball league I was a part of. Um, all right, so who do you want to go with? I always encourage people to not go by themselves if they have great people to go with. So you, the the way that you, and this is sort of from conferences too, so we'll talk about this in, in the conference episode, but who do you want to go with? If you go to a networking group, a formal networking group, it is sometimes hard to connect with people if you're by yourself. I love going by myself to networking groups because I just walk up to groups and I will introduce myself. Hey, uh, if it's not, if it's people who are sort of turned sideways or they have one foot sideways, they're not sort of positioned like a group sort of uh, group huddle where you can't break through. If they're just a casual group, I'll walk in there and and, and just introduce myself and interrupt. Say, hey, excuse me, interrupt. You guys look like you're having a great conversation. I'd love to join in. My name's Nick. What are you guys talking about? Now, if they're talking about someone's, uh, you know, relative, just passed away. That can make for an awkward situation, but usually that doesn't happen. Usually at networking groups, people are just engaging and they'll ask you what you do. And then you start delivering your, your quick value-focused elevator pitch like we talked about in the elevator pitch episode. And then you just start a conversation with them. So you create, you, your elevator pitch creates that follow up. And now after about 30 seconds, you have reset and reestablished or just, uh, gotten deeper into the conversation with them. So who do you want to go with? I like going by myself. Maybe that's good for you too. And a way to be able to, uh, really get a lot of cool value out of it is remember how we, we sort of talked about if you meet a prospect and then, or you meet a gatekeeper and later meet a prospect and say, Hey, you know, you should really meet the CPA at this networking group or vice versa. You meet a prospect, you meet someone who is an ideal client for you. And then you meet a CPA and you say, Hey, there's a prospect over here who might be a great connection for you. Let me make an introduction that way. Same thing with influencer. If there's a journalist there and say, and, and you meet the CPA and say, she might be a great person for me to connect you with for quotes for an article or something like that. So this is the same mentality that you want, that you can go to a networking group with. So who can you go with who will sell you like that and not in a salesy way, but who will think of you the whole time as they work in the room to make connections for you and vice versa. Who do you want to sell? Who does great work? Who is a person you want to support and who 
can do you want to make connections for? So if you go with two people, you can work the room and sort of sell each other in a in a good way, in a relationship building way to the other people there, to the prospects, to the influencers, to the gatekeepers. Now, the best type of person to bring is someone who has the same prospects, influencers, and gatekeepers and go there with a collaborative mindset to help each other meet the right people. Or if the group is a little, if it's a B2B type of group and not an industry specific type of group, the specific types of businesses that will benefit each each of your practices or each of your businesses if you're not a uh, if the other person's not a lawyer might be different so you can go there and you can um, and you can connect with people so and you can help them connect with the people who are ideal for them so the other thing the, the warning though when when you talk and it can be three people it can be five people if you you can go with a group Great. If it's a big group and you got five people walking around all looking to make connections for each other, it's like, it's like going somewhere with four salespeople for you and, but their relationship sales as opposed to, you know, high pressure sales. So the, the warning though is to not go and just huddle. So here's what to do when you get in the room, whether you're alone or whether you're with someone else, work the room. You want to work the room. And I don't mean that in a slimy way. I mean, keep your feet moving. It's okay to have a long discussion especially if it's with an ideal person like a gatekeeper or a client with an immediate or a prospect with an immediate need or something like that, but it's not necessary. So what I want you to do is make your follow-up easy. So I want you to always have something to follow up with people. So for example, I have, I'm building, I have some things now. I always have a webinar or my courses that I can, uh, with a, with a free trial. If you go to the academy, attorneymarketinginstitute.com slash academy, you can get one or two of the videos for each of the courses for free just to get a sense of my personality or what I look like on on video or whatever. Uh, So you can get those. You can see what the the courses uh, are structured like now. So I always have something that I can send people. I've developed, I can send people now podcasts, episodes. I can talk to someone and say, oh, you know, you you need to find these three people. Let me send you the link to my three people podcast episode. Or if you have a blog, oh, I wrote something about that. Let me send you my blah, blah, blah. So um, always have something to invite people with. So keep that in your back pocket. Make sure you know how it connects with prospects, influencers, gatekeepers. Hey, I'd love to share your content. I write a blog. Or we could do a blog swap uh, where I write on your blog, you write on my blog so we can kind of help each other's audiences grow and help each other's influence grow. So I'd love to do that with you. I'll send you a link to my blog afterwards. You can take a look. And if it's a fit, great. So then you have that follow-up. You made that follow-up easy because you have a specific, simple, almost ready-made follow-up in your pocket for each type of person. So have your follow-up ready. And even uh, if you're looking to create a breakfast meeting, a lot of people say, we should get together. Yeah, we'll get together. I'll send you an email. No, 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 no. When you're there, if you both agree, let's get together, say, you know what? Let's get on the calendar right now. If they say no and it's uncomfortable, you know, I don't want you to do it in a high pressure way, but yeah, I'd love to grab breakfast with you. Sure. I'm around this week. What's a good day for you? Let's grab your calendar. We'll do it. I really, I'd really uh, look forward to that. So then you just get on the calendar and then the next day you send them an email saying, Hey, it was great talking with you yesterday. I'm looking forward to our breakfast next week. Boom. Simple, very simple. So don't, and once you get on the calendar, that's a great way. It's a great way to end the conversation. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean that in when you're there, work the room, you have your long discussions, you have your follow-up ready. So your goal with initial conversations is to identify the people who are interesting, uh, good personality folks, prospects, influencers, gatekeepers, who you want to 
you want to spend more time with. There might be ideal people. There are ideal people who have reached out to me, ideal clients. I'm talking, they could open the doors to lots and lots of money, but I don't want to do work with them because it's difficult because they, there's something about them that I have had some relationships or heard from people or something about their personality that just doesn't connect with me as, uh, as being an ideal client. And I refer them to other people who have that personality that resonates with them. So I want to work with my, the best clients, the ones who are growth minded and motivated and positive and, and willing to do the hard work. In fact, a lot of my clients aren't even lawyers. and, And I love that because a lot of lawyers, they connect with me and they understand, they get it because I get them. But the people who are like CPAs and mortgage brokers and things like that, the people who hire me, speakers, coaches, like anything other than lawyers who are relationship driven, which is almost every business, especially every service business or authority-based business, those people who reach out to me and say, hey, I know you're a lawyer uh, and you really focus on lawyers, but it's the same principles that apply to me. I need to meet my prospects, influencers, gatekeepers. I need to get on social. I need to do all this stuff. Would you be willing to work with me? When people like that get in touch with me, I love it because they have busted down a boundary that essentially my marketing tells them to stay away, right? Because my marketing is towards the lawyers, but they make that connection saying, no, this applies to me too. So they're really, really motivated. So if there's an ideal person uh, who's, or not even an ideal person, just someone I really want to work with, get that follow-up ready. Those are the types of people. So you schedule that follow-up. You say, you know what? I have a blog. uh, I'll send you. When you offer the follow-up and they say, okay, that is a perfect opportunity to say, wow, Wow, uh, it was really great talking to you. I'm, uh, I, you know, I'll send that over right away. But and maybe we can. So if you have a follow up, don't do double follow up. So you say I'll send that over, and maybe we can jump on the phone or schedule a time to grab a coffee after that. Perfect, good. Or if you have the coffee, yeah, great. Let's get together. I'm excited to meet you. I'll, uh, you know, it was great talking to you. I look forward to continuing our conversation at coffee or at lunch or whatever. Then you can move on. So if you're looking to end a conversation, you can say something. If it's sort of something sort of dragging you on, you can say something to the effect of, hey, this is great. I need to connect with a few other people tonight. You want to compare calendars and maybe we can get together for a coffee. If you're looking to end that instead of uh, you look, you want to transition, it's totally okay to say, I need to connect with a few other people tonight. The other thing you can do to um, to get out of a conversation that is going a little too long is say, I'm enjoying our conversation. I need to connect with other people. Uh, when I do, I'd love to be able to identify folks who might be useful for you to meet. Who are you, what type of people are you really looking to meet? You're, you're going to be in it for another five minutes or so, but then you can sort of move on. Um, so that is a good way. They'll say, yes, you say great night to meet, nice to meet you. I look forward to our coffees, whatever. And then you move on. So this is sort of the, what, how to, uh, identify the places you want to go, who you going with, what you do when you get there. And then, so part of the, what you do when you get there is to, to know how to communicate who you're looking to meet to other people. So this is not just your elevator pitch, but how do you communicate who do you need to meet at a networking event? So people say, oh, who are you looking to meet? A lot of networking events, they'll ask you about that. Um, Or even the informal stuff. If you're in the softball league and you're talking and you're having these long conversations with folks throughout the course of the season, then they'll say, oh, you know, who do you really work with? Or they, oh, you're a lawyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And And sometimes that gets really broad and people will start referring you folks for you to make connections for other people, but aren't great for connections for you. And that's okay. But if you start knowing how to communicate 
who you want to meet, you start learning, getting better and more specific with that, you're going to get better referrals. So I would suggest you to have, suggest for you to have one or two things in mind. So for example, if you're using the word anyone, people say, who are you looking to meet? And it's so easy to say anyone who's looking to grow their business, any lawyer who's looking to, to grow their law firm or any lawyer or any lawyer at a law firm or whatever, and you start with any or anyone or, or things like that, people in their heads, if, if they won't be able to make the connection. So let's test that out. So you're listening to me right now. You're asking me, Nick, I know you're growing the Attorney Marketing Institute Academy. Uh, who are you looking to, to connect with? And if I say any lawyers, just send them my way. You, you'll think of a few people or whatever, but they may or may not be perfect. They may or may not be interested in online learning. They may or may not be interested in growing their practice. They may be a government lawyer, which I believe strongly all lawyers, government, uh, in-house, law firm, solo, anything, lawyers need to grow their brand because a position is almost always temporary. You're either going to die you're either, or you're going to move on. Something's going to happen. There's going to be a change of leadership, whatever, but you build your brand and you're going to be more, um, you're going to be, if you build it the right way within the context of who you are, where you are, where you want to go, um, it's, it's going to perhaps even be a great thing for your company. And if, if it's done well, it can be. So, um, I, I encourage everyone to do it, but it's, those aren't the people who are going to benefit from being in uh, a place where they get access to courses and more courses. So if I say for the Attorney Marketing Institute Online Academy and people say, who are you looking to meet? And I say growth-minded lawyers who are looking to, who, who are more online focused, then even that, that's not, I mean, this is just off the top of my head. Even that is not the best way to do it, but it creates different synapses in people's heads where they think, oh yeah, this guy's on Twitter. Uh, I know a lawyer who's all over Twitter, or I know a lawyer who posts to LinkedIn all day. They will make that connection. That lady or that guy will be a much more, uh, more ideal prospect for me to be able to add value through the, through the academy. So if I'm looking to grow the academy and I say a lawyer, someone might introduce me to a bunch of people who've been practicing for 40 years and who are just looking for, um, you know, more real estate transactions to close and they don't want to deal with online. They got five years left and they're just whatever. So that might be a waste of their time, a waste of the prospect's time because it's not useful to them. And not a waste of my time because I'm not doing anything, but it was certainly, uh, certainly wasted that opportunity to be able to help more people in a way that helps them and connect with me on the, uh, attorney marketing Institute online Academy. So pick one or two things and it's totally okay if it limits it. So if I say any lawyer who wants to go to their practice, it's okay. Cause it limits it to lawyers because, you know, accountants or, uh, restaurant owners or something like that, they go to the attorney marketing institute. They probably won't subscribe. They might listen to the podcast, but they probably won't subscribe to the online academy. Um, maybe after listening to a bunch of episodes and making the connections themselves or whatever. But if I say estate planning attorneys, that's more specific. Uh, it's not necessary. doesn't get in their mind for how they consume content for the academy. So estate planning attorneys helps create different things. Oh, I know five different estate planning attorneys. So if I focus on estate planning attorneys, which I don't, <laughs> uh, but it, uh, that might be good. But if I say, uh, lawyers in firms between three and 25 lawyers, that tells something else that when, when you have three between three and 25 lawyers, then you probably have, you have, a, you have a number of people who are looking to bring in business. It's more of a business than a solo, uh, 
a practitioner who may or may not be doing marketing or may or may not feel like they have the support to be able to do marketing. So I have, I would have to break down more boundaries there. But if I say three to 25 lawyers, then you're talking about people who have not just two people who get together in a room every day, but really it's starting to take shape for a law firm. And it's not so big that there's a bunch of there's a bunch of red tape to get through or committees that things have to go through. If you have three to 25 lawyers, you probably have one or two people who are decision makers there or who might not be the ultimate decision makers, but they're enough of an influencer internally that they can move a needle on something. So if I say, I'm looking for lawyers and firms between three and 25 lawyers, that's something. Um, that's something that could help. There's probably also the, a, a lower generation, a younger generation in there who, and what I mean by that, why that's important is just like those lawyers, if everyone's 30 years into practice and just looking to close down, looking to just get to retirement, then they might not be interested. But if there's 10 lawyers, there's there's another level of, there's probably uh, people who are going to be looking to build a firm over the next five or 10 or, or more years. So that's, that's important. So if I say marketing directors or marketing managers at law firms, um, then that is is something where people might not know a bunch of them, but they might know lawyers at law firms where they would have that type of marketing manager. So if there's a marketing manager or marketing director at a law firm, these are the types of people who would look good by identifying, hey, there's this online learning thing where I can take it and apply it to the firm and this and that, and it'll be great. Um, Will you subscribe for me? Uh, it'll be, um, it'll be someone who's at a firm that's investing in marketing. So they've hired someone. Um, they can, they might have a concern if I, if I introduce the Attorney Marketing Institute to them, then maybe they'll think they don't need me anymore, but it's not the case when people are investing in having a person there, they want them to have the best tools. So they they will, um, they're not going to fire someone and do it themselves for 500 bucks a month. So it's just not something that's going to happen. So these are the types of asks that I can have. Oh, you know, who's a great connection for you? I can start getting into, um, I'm looking to really meet lawyers between three and 25 lawyers, or I'm looking to meet big firm associates, or I'm looking to meet junior partners at large law firms or something like that, where people can say, oh, I know the this person at that firm, or I know this, whatever. They start making connections. I would rather have one or two good connections than 10 connections where only one or two is good. Let the person making the connection Filter out the people who aren't ideal fits for what you offer. They're not going to benefit or want or need what you have to offer. And it's not going to benefit either of you. It's going to waste both of your networking times. And really, what does that come out of? That comes out of your sleep schedule, your exercise schedule, or your family life because you still have to do all the work that you have to do. So you, I want you to identify, communicate the people you're looking to meet when you're doing that. So you have your elevator pitch. You have a clear setting of the prospects, influencers, or gatekeepers, the types of people you're looking to meet. I would have one of those things. I'm looking for freelance journalists who write about the entertainment industry, or I'm looking for um, accountants who serve musicians and other entertainers. That is a great way. Have just one or two. I'm looking to meet this type of people. So when you communicate, you're at the right place. You're at you're where the prospects, influencers, gatekeepers hang out. You're in your zone. You might have other people walking around and know who you're looking to meet. You're working the room. You have your follow-up ready. You schedule meetings from there in a very simple way. You're not, you know, you're not setting up shop or we're selling or anything like that. You have your simple follow-up. You're communicating and it is totally, totally the best way to network to be able to get rid of all those networking opportunities. So when someone comes to you and say, I'm going to a networking event, you can make that connection in your head and say, no, this isn't a good one for me. Or if it's the type of person you just want to go hang out with them and help them, it's a social event for you. It's not a networking event. It doesn't count. 
you know, yes, we do keep score. It doesn't count as networking if it's not focused on meeting prospects, influencers, and gatekeepers. And if you happen to meet someone, it's not networking time. That's that's just a coincidence. And that's okay. I love coincidence. I love coincidences, but I don't want to I don't want to have a co- coincidence marketing campaign. So you have these things together. You make it with with the com- clear communications. You make it super simple for them to make their mental connections, and they will help serve you. Then you can ask them who they're looking to meet. It helps bring the conversation forward, and it helps them communicate to you more specifically, so you can make better connections for them. And then you become the super networker, who is the super connector, who everyone wants to connect with, and everyone wants to send you prospects, influencers, gatekeepers, because you know the right people to send back to them. And it's not a quid pro quo, but it makes you the first person people think of when they're looking to connect people because you're a good networker. You're in a group that that you you went there to a group that was ideal for you, for your personality, for the people you're looking to meet. You made connections. You worked the room. You had useful follow-up. People left. If someone leaves a networking event saying, oh, I scheduled a, a cup of coffee with Nick or whoever, they feel like they actually, so many people get so little out of networking events that if they leave with an appointment on their calendar, offering them, it, it, first of all, some people think, oh, it might be awkward. No, it's not awkward. They leave and they're excited because they actually got something out of it already. You created a win for them. They're thinking of you in a positive way. So this is how I want you to, and I'm getting really excited. Okay. This is how I want you to go for networking. Walk through these steps. If you want, we're building, it's not up yet, but uh, this course, you can see we're, we're uh, like 40 minutes plus on this episode. So, um, we could go on for hours about this. So I'm building out the course on really some tactics, some scripts, some downloads, not to be robotic, but just to make it easier for you. So you can go to the Academy. If you subscribe now, there's a course and a half up there. Use the code podcast. That'll get you $250 per month off. So instead of paying $497, you pay $247 per month. Simple, no sizzle, but high content courses up there. We're not, I'm not there to, to have fancy things swooshing in and out in order to impress you. I'm there to help you build the practice you want to build. And so you can build the life you want to build. So that's it for today. This is how to make networking easier, better, more fun, and to create this movement of prospects, influencers, gatekeepers, enjoying being around you so you can build your practice, you can build your life. That's it. Thank you so much for making this podcast so successful. In fact, this week we were the number one marketing podcast on iTunes in the United Kingdom and in the top 10 in the United States. It is so, so humbling to see you guys listening, rating, reviewing, listening all the way through, and then going back to the episode. So when we talked about the three people, if you want to dig deeper into that, or you need a refresher, go back and listen to the three people about the prospects, the influencers, gatekeepers, who they are, how to meet them, where they hang out, how to connect with them, all that stuff. And practice makes progress. Don't worry about perfect. Take your steps, take your lumps, and keep moving forward. We'll see you next time.